Okay, so I really hope I don't record this whole thing and it doesn't end up syncing up to my iCloud. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Okay, so we are going to be talking about mental health in relationships. Um, so let's just start off with it. Um, it's really hard loving yourself when you love somebody else and you have to find balance. You really do. Um, you know, I ran out of a relationship into another one and I've been in this one for almost a year and a half and you know it's really there are some struggles like relationships are really hard and especially with like it's just you feel like when you get in a relationship with somebody you're gonna get all the support in the world but you're really not you need to learn how to support yourself and you need to know how to be in a relationship and I'm just gonna tell you this straight up away like mental health in relationships is a big struggle and so let's start off you get in a relationship out of a toxic one this is mainly toxic relationship talk okay this is your mental health with relationships so we're starting off strong we're starting off toxic you were in a let's say toxic eight-month relationship okay and you get out of that relationship you wait a couple months you wait a couple weeks years whatever days i don't hours whatever does not matter and you get in another relationship you feel the need to tell them everything you feel obligated to spill your whole heart out to them to make them understand your pain to make them feel your pain because you expect them not to do the same thing do not do that when you get in a relationship do not pour your heart out like oh my ex abused me my ex did this did this he cheated on me he lied to me blah 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 and telling them how much it hurt you and like how much you cried what all like how it affected you don't do that because even if you think that oh this is the one this is the love of my life this is gonna be the man you are telling them your weakness you are just plain out giving it to them and they might not use that information on you quickly. They might blah, 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 blah. This is specifically towards men. Most men will typically get in a relationship because they want something from you. They, they think that if he's single, you're single, that, ooh, you know, like we're going to do something. And you just straight up tell him while you're single, like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I wait to get in a relationship to do things with guys. You just told them how to get things from you. You don't want to be used in a relationship. I understand there's, there's people, this is not a bad thing. This is you. It's not a bad thing. There's people where they want to get in a relationship and they want to do all this sexual stuff, but some people, I'm going to talk about the people who are not like them. The people who want to take it slow. People who just want to wait to make sure that it's the right one, you know, right person. Um, people that are saving. People that just have had too much pain, too much hurt to just get into something so quickly and to just go straight for it. Um, when you get with somebody, you know, and say that you're a virgin or maybe you've had bad relationship past, you don't want to do it with somebody. You want to wait, but then you just like, you want to. You get the urge and you just want to. You feel like it's a good time. You're ready and you do you do it and you're ready and it was great that's good but if you're one of those people that want to wait 
if you're somebody who wants to take it slow, you know, those types of things. You can't tell somebody your weaknesses when you first get in that relationship. So that's the first thing. Just don't pour your heart and soul into your past trauma into them because some males, even women, crave the attention from people of just like the talk about them. And when you get in a relationship and you're still talking about your ex to your current boyfriend, like if your current boyfriend is the type of man or woman who wants to just be stuck in somebody's mind, you are telling them how to get stuck in your mind. They will get what they want because you're telling them exactly how to do it. So you just can't do that. It's just one tip and it's a smart tip. Second, one of those people, if you want to take it slow, you're, you know, all those things I said, you're saving, you're not ready, blah, 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 whatever. If anybody forces you into something you don't like, over. You don't get another chance with that kind of crap. You don't. You do not. It is just not fair. You got to push yourself first. Oh, it'll suck. Yeah, it'll suck. But guess what? You'll live won't you? You will. You cannot kill yourself over any man, any woman. You are you. Without them, you are still you. You might not feel the same, but girl, boy, whoever, you are going to love yourself when you realize how much better you are without them. It's just the number one tip. Put yourself first. Think about you. In the beginning of my relationship, my boyfriend right now, he's never had a girlfriend besides me. We all had that first grade fling, but that doesn't count. You know, when somebody isn't has never been in a relationship that's serious, that's like somebody who wants to talk things out, not just let them slide, you can't let these things slide. You cannot. When we first started dating two months in, I showed him this girl and he... And I was talking something different about her, and he said how big her boobs were. Oh boy. Oh boy, did I lose it. He has never once done it again. He didn't know. But if your man has been in a relationship with previous women, it is no excuse for him to do that. I don't care. It. I'm not giving him excuses, but nobody's ever told him not to do that. You know, like, he didn't know. You know, you would think it's a no-brainer, but guys are stupid. And they just... They're animals. They really are. And you gotta train them. You gotta train them like they're an animal. You really do. So this is specifically about guys, if you couldn't tell, because women are respectful. All about that feminism. Um, you break up. You have that relationship trauma. You're suffering. You don't know what to do. Put yourself first. Don't think about him. Obviously you are. But don't think about how he's feeling. You broke up with him because he's hurting you. He broke up with you because you're overdramatic. You're not overdramatic, babe. What hurts you hurts you. And that's as simple as it gets. It hurts you. And if they don't want to fix it, they're not the one. The one will fix it. The one will fix himself to be the best version of himself for you. You do you. And they're going to do whatever they want. You can't prevent somebody from cheating on you. If, they're, if they want to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. If somebody wants to do something with somebody else, they're going to do it. You can't hold somebody back. You gotta let them go. You gotta let them do it. Because they're gonna do it, even if you're there. And if somebody does that stuff to you, you gotta let them go, girl. You gotta let them go. Can't be putting up with that kind of stuff.
Can you hear me, girl? Hold up. Okay, we're back to it. Sorry, I had a little function there, but it's okay. <sighs> you break up. Okay, you're gonna cry. And Google's gonna tell you, cry and eat ice cream. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Do it. But after you break up, if he's not missing you, if you're not missing him, obviously you're both gonna miss each other, but I'm talking like if y'all broke up and both of you regret it. And neither of you cheated, neither of you, it wasn't a disrespectful breakup. It was a healthy one, you know? If it's a healthy one, the timing just wasn't right. If you break up for a good, not a good reason, because I feel like for breaking up, the only good reason is, you know, I can't really think of one. Honestly, because breakups suck. They do. But you break up on healthy terms. And y'all are missing each other like crazy. And y'all said that the timing wasn't right. And you still love each other like crazy. Girl, go get your man back. Boy, go get your girl. Boy, go get your boy. Girl, go get your girl. Go get him. If y'all are missing each other. And y'all were fighting because you're long distance. You're in college. One's working all day. The other one's working all night. But y'all are missing each other like crazy. You regret the breakup. Girl, get back together. Do it. I don't care who tells you not to. I don't care if your best friend, your mama, your grandma, your great grandma tells you do not get back together with this man. If y'all left on healthy terms and y'all are missing each other like crazy, get the fuck back together. I don't care what anybody says. Two people who got on a break, in a breakup, on good terms, and are desperate for each other back. Y'all should be together. And nobody's gonna tell me different. Nobody can or will tell me different. Y'all should be together if you're people like that. You broke up because he cheated. Girl, leave him in the ditch. Leave him in the ditch. They do not change. They do not change. They will not change. They will do it again and again to the next girl, to the next one, to the next one. That's just how they are. Some people... They really can't be with just one person for the rest of their life. They really can't. They can't not look. They can't not touch. They can't help it. And that's just not the one for you. If you're in an open relationship, then girl, that's your man. <laughs> that's your one. But if you're not, if you're not comfortable with that, you gotta let them go. If you are uncomfortable in your relationship and you've talked about it, you've done what you thought you could and nothing is just nothing's helping and you're still uncomfortable you need to take some time apart you really do and if they cheated and you let them another chance just another chance just one more and he makes you uncomfortable she makes you uncomfortable because of what they did you gotta let them go you can't live uncomfortable this is your life this is your world everybody's just living in it you are not you and. You are you. You are you. You know, you can't just live for somebody else. you got to live for yourself because who's going to be there at the end of the day? Not them. Maybe on Monday and Tuesday, but not Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No. You are going to be there for you. You're going to live. You're going to live. 
we're gonna talk family relationships now and family relationships you know I didn't grow up with dad I grew up with my drunk mom and I grew up with my father in my house but not in my life and you know it's weird when you tell people you grew up without a father but they've seen you in the same house just because you were in the same house does not mean you are living a life in that person's life that sounds weird but like I am not a part of my dad's life I'm just in his house you know some people are just not built to be parents and it's really fucking rude but can't do much about it you can't beg for somebody's attention who doesn't want to give it to you you can't you know, you can't do anything about that. Um, you know, I I used to just want a relationship with him. You know, like I wanted my dad. You know, I wanted my dad. But it's just, he didn't want me. You know, he wanted a life without a child. You know, it's like I was in his way. I don't really know how else to explain it, you know? In like parent relationships, it's like it's really difficult. It really is. I would say that say you have an absent father. Okay? You're interested, you want you want him to be in your life. You message him on Facebook or something like that. He doesn't respond. You gotta leave it at that. If they wanted to, they would. You can't wait around your whole life for somebody who doesn't want you. Because the waiting's not gonna change it, no. The only thing that's gonna change is them. And if they're not gonna change, then you're just gonna have to live with it. Honestly, it does suck. It sucks. It sucks. But you can't do anything about it. What are you gonna do? Go knock on his front door and get screamed at him? I don't think you want to have that as your memory, you know, in your memory. Just live with the fact that they don't want you. And it is horrible to say that. It really, truly, honestly is. But you can't change somebody's mind. You really can't. It's, it's how everybody says it. If they wanted to, they would. You know? And it's the hard truth. But it's honest. It's the honest truth. You can't change somebody's mind. Just because you want it to be that way doesn't mean they do. You know? And I keep saying you know because I feel like we're on a FaceTime call. I almost said you know again. But it's just sometimes relationships don't work out. Whether it's romantic or it's family or whatever. Sometimes they don't work out. We're going to talk friendships. Friendships. You know, I don't really have friends anymore, but when I did have friends, it sucked. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I had horrible friends. I still honestly do. I know how I just said that I don't really have friends, but I still talk to the people who I would count as my best friends. And I've really only had two best friends who I feel like in my heart. They haven't truly done me dirty, you know? And it's like, they've both done things 
but I've done them back. You know, and they're not big deals. So, I'm going to tell stories now. This is story time. This is not advice time. Well, partially, but not partially. So, first friend. Um, let's start off with preschool. I had a preschool friend who I ended up being best friends with up until freshman year. Very long time, I know. Um, so... I think it was probably like first grade. Maybe it honestly could have been in preschool, but for some reason I feel like I was older. Uh, we had, I had like my fifth birthday party or whatever. She came to my house. That's the first time we ever hung out. I don't remember a single thing about it because I was like five. But um, as we got older, uh, we both went to different elementary schools, but then we ended up, her elementary school went all the way to fifth grade. Mine went to fourth. So I went to the middle school for fifth and sixth um but she was still in elementary for fifth so in sixth grade we got the same english class and it was just like we're besties you know like she had her best friend from her elementary school and i had mine and then the elementary school best friend that i had ended up moving she lived further out of town like out of our county and she was closer to another school, so um, whenever we went to fifth grade, she went to the school that's closer, or that was closer to her house, technically. And, um, you know, like, she still had her best friend, but mine moved. And, um, so in sixth grade, sixth grade, we had the same English class, you know, it was fun and all. We have, her last name is H-E, and mine is H-E also. And hers is H-E-N, mine is H-E-G, so we had, like, she would always be behind me or next to me whenever there was a seating chart, because every teacher would do it alphabetically, and you know, we were besties. Cool, right? Um, seventh grade rolled around, she was allowed to start coming to my house, we hung out every re weekend. I didn't like going to her house, I don't know why, but I could just never fall asleep in somebody else's house when I was younger. Um, and so she would always come to mind Friday after school. My mom would pick both of us up. She'd be there Saturday, Sunday, and then she'd leave. And same thing every weekend, every single weekend. And, you know, the first issues that we had was that her elementary school friend would ask for her to come over, but her parents were strict. Um, we're gonna, so we're gonna call my seventh grade bestie, um, Abigail. And then we're going to call her elementary school bestie Amber. So Abigail and Amber would hang out maybe like every two months or whatever. And I'd get really jealous because she would come to my house every weekend. And then she wouldn't tell me that she wouldn't be coming to my house until Friday. So I'd be like waiting all day through school. I'd be like, yay, yay, yay. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to Amber's. And I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> You know, I'd be upset. That'd be, like, the first issue we had because, like, I'm a jealous person, you know? I feel like we all are at some point. And so that whole ordeal or whatever. And, you know, it kind of... You know, I really... I do think that I got over it. You know, I was like, well, I do have to kind of suck it up. Eighth grade rolls around. This is where a little bit of drama, maybe... I think starts occurring so we're gonna forget about Amber they're Abigail and Amber are still friends so I had this friend um that I had known since I think fourth grade maybe 
Um, and we just kind of stayed friends because her mom was in the same salon as my mom's hairdresser. And so we're going to call her... We're going to call her Emma. So Emma and I, we would see each other whenever my mom would go get her hair done and blah, blah, blah. It was like a hi, bye type of thing. Like, whatever, see you in fourth period type of thing. And so we started getting close in... I think we got close in fifth grade. We maybe hung out and then we didn't hang out for a little while. And then in eighth grade, me and her kind of hung out more because my mom would drop her off at her mom's hair salon. Or at her shop or whatever. And so... We would hang out, you know, a little time after school, and Abigail would get jealous, you know? We're gonna call her Abby. Abigail's a bit of a mouthful. And Abby, you know, we would hang out, and then I would hang out with Emma, and she'd get mad. And Emma was honestly a really bad friend. Um, I should have known earlier. And then, so, I was hanging out with Abby one day, and she was like, you should totally invite Emma. And I was like, what? Seriously? Because I thought she didn't like her. She came over, hung out, you know, and it was kind of like they kind of hit it off, you know, as besties, and I kind of got left in the dust. Eighth grade year. And that's where a lot of drama started because me and Abby started fading as friends and I didn't really, you know, I had another friend, we're going to call her, um... I can't think of another famous person name. Um, we're gonna call her Lucy. So Lucy and I started hanging out probably pretty pretty often because we had two different classes together. So you know I hung out with her pretty often, and Abby would get jealous. So then Abby would hang out with Emma, and it was this big whole ordeal or whatever. So me and Abby stopped being friends. Me and Emma stopped being friends, and I just stayed really close with Lucy throughout it or whatever freshman year rolls around you know that's when people start drinking smoking whatever and so me and abby became friends again because we were in the same class and this has lucy is no more in the picture we are still friends um but she's no more in the picture and so something happened between emma and abby and so abby started talking to me again and abby and i we had two classes together, and then one of our mutual friends became part of the friend group, and it was kind of like, Emma wanted to be in it, but me, Abby, and the other girl just, like, we didn't want that because she just stirred up too much drama. She just thought that what we told her was now her business, like, anything about our boyfriends, anything about our parents, we thought, or, like, she thought that it was just her business now, and it was really annoying, you know, somebody who's like, you just want to talk to somebody about something and then they think it's their business and they have the right to go tell somebody or tell that person that we're talking about. And so she gets mad, stirs up all this drama or whatever. We drop her. She's out of the friend group. We can't take it any longer. None of us like her. And then, because we did that, um, Emma tells her mom, her mom's at the... Her mom is a hairdresser at the same salon as my mom's hairdresser. So she tells her... Pause. Emma's mom tells my mom's hairdresser, who tells my mom, about what we've been doing. Like drinking, smoking, but not all of the, like, boyfriend stuff, like sneaking out. None of that. Just the drinking and the smoking. Yeah. Whatever. And we were pissed because... 
Abby's mom, super strict. Her dad, preacher, like, she's fucked. Me, though, not really, but I was still really scared. And so, get in the car, and my mom's like, so, I got a call from Abby's mom, blah, 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 that something needed to be told to me or whatever. And my mom told Abby's mom that she will call her back, let her know. And then, so, I get a text from Emma, and I'm like, you have the audacity to text me? No way. And she does. And she's like, see, so, I can tell your mom everything. Everything. Or you can tell Abby's mom what all she needs to know about her sneaky little daughter. Because she was mainly mad at Abby, not me. And she knew that Abby would get in so much trouble compared to me. And so, um, I ended up having, I chose the other option because I didn't know what stuff she was going to make up, you know. I didn't know if she was going to make some big lie, make it really bad or whatever. And I had to put me first. I honestly did. And it cost me a really good freaking friendship. And so I texted Abby's mom and I told her about the drinking. I told her about, um, I really didn't like this. So that's why I told her, but she would sneak out. And it was really unsafe the way that she would do it. So I didn't like it. So I had to tell her mom that. And I didn't tell her mom about the smoking, but yeah. And then I told her mom how, cause Abby had a boyfriend at the time, but she was cheating on him. And I told her mom, you know, I felt like that was good enough to satisfy Emma, you know? And then so Emma, out of my life, gone. Abby pissed at me, but she had no idea. And, like, I feel like I really did her a favor, though. Because if I didn't tell her mom the few things that I told her, her mom was going to find out everything if Emma got to it first, you know? She got grounded, but then she got a spare phone or whatever. Her and her boyfriend broke up. Blah, blah, blah. She stopped sneaking out, I think. I hope. I don't know. You know, she lived. Her parents didn't stay mad for long. And, you know, I really haven't had a huge friendship downfall since then. But lesson learned that people who steal your friends are the worst type of people especially when they try to come back in your life like girl bye like fuck emma fuck emma 2022 um yeah next one we're gonna talk about just a few little ones okay that was a long one um you know actually back to that one I'm going to talk a little bit how I dealt with that mentally. It was really upsetting for like a couple days, but it's like we couldn't stay mad at each other. We had the same fourth period and our teacher was kind of weird with the seating chart. She put us in like, so it's like square tables and it's like, um, so there was eight. So picture in your mind, a rectangular classroom with four desks in a line and then five desks below it. There was actually nine. I forgot. Um, not desks, but tables, you know? So there's four people at each table. So that first row, it's, mm, like, I don't know how to explain this. It's, like, the way she did it was, like, at the first table, A. Second table, A. Third table, B. 
fourth table B, back to the first table B, like last names wise. She did it like really weird and she did it in like lines, but like at each, not at each table. I don't really know how to explain this, but the way that she did it, I was at a different table than her, but we were facing each other. And, like, if somebody would say something funny, we would just look at each other and laugh because it was, like, funnier in our minds because we were best friends and, like, we couldn't stay mad at each other. We're not mad at each other now. We apologized, got it over with, you know, and now we're just, we're cool, you know? But anyways, new one. So, bestie gets a boyfriend. Boyfriend's an ass. Complete dick. Horrible to her. I hate him. Duh. And so she isn't allowed to date him anymore because she did something nowhere near remotely bad and her dad got mad at her for it told her like you can't have a boyfriend you can't have a phone blah, 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 blah. you can't have social media so she fake broke up with him they stayed together and anytime she would come to my house she would pretty much use me to go see him honestly and so the first time she came over I was like hey can I have my boyfriend like there's kind of like a parking lot near my house can I have him like drive down and park in the parking lot and me and him hang out and then it was like that was the first time and then she spent spend the night again and it was the same thing that night and then she would ask to come over and ask if she could go spend the night at his, at his house but leave her phone here so that Life360 would show that she was here and ugh it's just you know I felt used and so I told her you know she like felt bad you know like I really I feel like it was such bullshit because like how is that not obvious that you are using your friend to see your boyfriend like ugh, I hated it you know and that's like that's really it for like besties like I don't know and it's just like the huge thing with besties in my mind so, like, I've had the same, like, one of my closest friends, we've known each other, like, we hung out weeks, like, two weeks together. She goes home for two days, then she comes back for another week. Like, we were those kind of people. And then high school kind of messed us up, because she's also three years older than me. And then, um, you know, we're still best friends, you know, we're still good. And then my other best friend, I met her, I think I was in seventh grade and she was in fifth grade. She's two years younger than me. She's just like not mentally two years younger than me. You know, she's not one of those people. And, you know, just in my mind, it's like she's my best friend. You know, like I think about who's my best friend. And it's like, oh, you should pick. I'm going to say her name. You should pick Izzy. And it's like, but what about Hannah? You know, it's like Hannah did me dirty, whatever. But Hannah, like. She had parent issues, you know, her mom got married and just like her mom forgot about her kids and her mom like wouldn't take her anywhere. Her sister couldn't take her anywhere and she would just always ask me for a ride and you know, that did make me feel used, but it's just like, I don't know, I would tip, I pretty much said no every single time because I just didn't want to, you know, or I was doing something and I just, you know, it just wasn't about it, didn't feel like it, you know? So she technically couldn't use me because I wouldn't say yes. But I don't know. I just. That's like the only thing she's really done me wrong about. Like one of my best friends kissed my boyfriend while we were dating. You know. And then like I broke up with him. And then she went directly after him. And like I talked to her recently. And 
I FaceTimed her with my hair in a messy bun, and, like, after I worked out, she was like, God, do you always look this bad? And I was like, final straw. Okay. Thought I was giving you a second chance. Not gonna fucking happen. How do you say shit like that? No. But, yeah, I just, like, you, I don't know, man. Friendships are so weird. They hurt worse than a breakup, but it's, like, if you were to be mad at each other, if you heard something funny, you would both laugh, you know? Like, it's just, like, I can't hate him forever, you know? Like, no matter what they do, I mean, you touch my boyfriend. That's, you're dead to me. But anything else, like, I don't know. Like, I just, steal money from my parents? Okay, give me some. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't be mad at my best friends, you know, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not mad at any of them, I hate two of them, but I'm not, like, mad, I'm mad, that's a lie, I'm so mad at the two that I hate, whatever, dead to me, what if them, when I lived in my old house, I had a playground, slide, swings, monkey bars, playground at the bottom, playground at the top, you know, the vibe, and a tree fell on it and shattered it. And that one friend just happened to be there when it happened. And I cried and she laughed in my face. She was like, why are you crying? Me, me, you're a big baby. Bitch. Bitch. Ugh. That is something I'm still mad about. And she's the same. Okay, so what are their names? So Lucy and Emma. So they started being friends because of me. You know, whatever. I didn't really care. Emma started trying to steal her, like, how she stole Abby from me, you know, I was like, hell no, and Lucy, she kept picking me, she kept explaining to Emma that nobody could come above me or whatever, and that, like, I was her best friend no matter what, like, we were best friends no matter what, and, um, so, Lucy was in a relationship through middle school into high school, and it ended pretty bad, it was really depressing, it was the start of her was the start of her eating disorder it's pretty much what you know triggered it I would say and Emma pretty much had a whole make out all like hookup with Lucy's ex that did that like he did some horrible things to her and I'm just like how are you gonna be friends with somebody but you do that you pick a boy over that like ugh I can't stand her see she's just one of those people I just I can't mm. No. You gotta put you first. You know, and some people, you're scared to do that. You're scared what the reaction's gonna be. You're scared how they'll react, how they'll be mean, how they'll talk about you. Girl, put yourself first and do not care. Just don't care. Don't do it, man. I know that is so much harder. Like, it's easier to say than it's to do, but it's like, it's true. You just have to stop caring because when you're 30, you're still going to be mad about it. But what can you do about it? Nothing. You can't shut shut somebody else's mouth. You can't do it. And they're going to sound like an idiot when they talk about you. Their friends might agree, but who cares? When they're on their deathbed, they might still be thinking about you. But when you're on yours, you're going to be thinking about what good you did. You know? Because you put you first. You're going to think about yourself. You know, you're going to think about the people that were there for you. The people that you love. So this is the first one. Mental health and relationships. Um, 
my kind words are just to put you first no matter what. Be dependent on somebody else, yes. But know how to take care of yourself. Don't give up on yourself because you're putting too much time into somebody else. Take that time for you. They can still be in your house and you do your hair. You do your makeup. You do your skincare. You take a shower. You shave your legs. You grow out your leg hair. Whatever. They can still be in your life, but you still have to put you first. You can't forget about you. And you can't change somebody if they don't want to change. You can't make somebody love you who doesn't love you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do listen, um, I love you. Thank you.